Pastor Ray Bentley has encouraging insights for believers living in these last days. What you see happening when you, what the headlines you read about and all of the stress and people going nuts and crazy, the devil is pulling out all the stops. Fearful things are happening. It's also gonna be a great awakening. People that you've prayed for for years, they're finally gonna start asking you for the reason of the hope that lies within you. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. People can get rather set in their ways, that is, until their ways don't work anymore. And as the last days draw near, people will begin to see their need for a Savior. Are we prepared to handle their questions as they arise? Today, Pastor Ray helps us be ready to bring people to the Lord. Let's listen as he begins. Well, I tell you, I am, I'm so excited because of the things we've been talking about here in the Gospel of Luke. It's as if Jesus himself was sitting among us and telling us what's going on in the world and how we should live and how we should be prepared. Luke chapter 12 and uh, beginning in verse 45. Look with me again. He says, If that servant says in his heart, My master delays his coming, begins to beat the male and female servants, to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of that servant will come in the day when he is not looking for him, the hour he is not aware. Cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. The servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. Now, he that did not know, in other words, those who didn't know the will of God uh, and yet did evil things, they too will be disciplined for it, but uh, to a lesser degree. Um, the word watch means to be alert. It means to be ready, to know the will of God. And what is the will of God? To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love your neighbor as yourself, to make disciples of all nations. And um, we must be about the business of our Father until He comes. You know, you have a responsibility. And with knowledge comes that responsibility of accountability before God. You say, well, what about, you know, the people that haven't heard and the people that don't know? Well, even in this parable, though it's not a teaching on the end days of judgment, it's a parable with a principle. And the purpose of this parable and the principle Jesus taught is God will be fair. He will not judge those uh, harshly who did not know, that did not, they won't be held responsible for what they don't know. But those who do know and do know what his will is and don't do it will be held accountable. So if you know the will of God, be faithful. And if you have been called to serve in some way, serve the Lord with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. The Lord will separate faithful believers from the unfaithful. He is going to reward those who were faithful with the gifts and talents that they were given, but the unfaithful servants will lose their reward. But I know that the pressure is on. I know that the enemy is out there. Don't be afraid. Don't back away. Don't give in to the pressure of those. I find this amazing that, you know, 
I grew up hearing about the coming of the Lord, and 30 years ago we were talking a lot about things that we could not have imagined how they are happening today. We are close, we are so close right now. And yet at the very moment that everything's starting to final, the final pieces are coming together, there are many people that are saying, oh, I don't want to talk about the coming of the Lord anymore, and I want to walk away, and, or they're changing their mind, or uh, they're afraid. There's all kinds of things going on. And I, I'm looking going, man, if you were excited about it way back then, now is the time to walk a straight line. Now is a time to be bold, to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lay your faith on the line. Don't walk away from Jesus. Don't walk away from your profession of faith as a follower of Christ. Do not be ashamed that you follow and believe in the miracles of the Bible, the supernatural acts and the power of God, that everything that's happening in the world right now, God knew and foreordained and prophesied and predicted, and it's coming to pass just as he said. Because I believe that as the world races toward, you know, making this final peace deal so they can say, finally, we did it without God, without the Lord. In their own way, we made peace happen in Israel. We made peace happen in the Middle East. It's not gonna last. And when that one comes apart, it's going to affect the whole world in ways you can't imagine. And I see in my mind's eye the prophecy of Joel where there are multitudes of people in the valley of decision. And what that means is fearful things are happening so that even those who are strong are, are afraid because of the things that are happening in the nature and happening in the world and happening politically and happening economically. And it feels like the, 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 you know, the whole world is being shaken. And in that moment, there will be multitudes in the valley of decision. It, it will become clear to the whole world. And either you're going to bend your knee and confess in humility that I say that Jesus is Lord and I am loyal to him to the end, to the death, that's it. And there are going to be many other, watch, listen, some who sit with you, go with you, around with you, talk Christianese, and they're going to turn and go the other way. They're going to back up from being so literal and so, you know, exact and, and you're going to be like, where are you going? What are you doing? And they're going to join in that way. It's going to be a tremendous time of, of division. But the good news is, it's also going to be a great awakening. There, there's going to be a great, in that shakeup, the Lord's, it's going to, there's going to be fruit falling from the trees all around the world. People that you've prayed for for years, in your own family, friends, and neighbors, co-workers, they're finally going to start asking you, in days to come, mark my words, for the reason of the hope that lies within you. Because I'm telling you, there is nothing the smartest people in the world will not be able to handle. The problems are, are God-sized. It's too big. The world is too complicated. Men can't make it fit, and they won't be able to make it work. Only God can. Only Jesus can have the governments of the world on his shoulders and bring peace. Man cannot do it. Amen? So, man, you just hang on to Jesus. I mean, you just be, you just hang in there. You be strong. Don't move an inch. Uh, you know, don't, don't flinch. Just say, Jesus is Lord. I'm following him. I am banking everything on his death 
his burial, his resurrection. Come, follow me, and you will do great exploits. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. He'll use you. God's going to do some amazing and exciting and marvelous things. Now, beginning in verse 49, he goes on and he says, I came, Jesus says. Now listen to this. I came to send fire on the earth. You know, by the way, this has been kind of a long section. Have you noticed here Jesus talking in chapter 12? He's, uh, in my words, letting it rip. We, <laughs> he's on his way to the cross. He has already been ministering and teaching and doing miracles for three years. He is, even now, though we're in Luke chapter 12, we're in the last few weeks of Jesus' life till he goes to the final Passover. And so he, he is just letting it, as we say, it's all out. He's letting it all out there. He's calling it like it is. He's telling us the unvarnished, simple, powerful truth. He says in verse 49, I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division. For from now on, five in one house will be divided, three against two, two against three. Father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Here Jesus is saying, as we wait for our Lord's return, as we watch for his coming, as we work as servants being faithful to our little flock within his kingdom, it's going to be hard. And the reason that it's going to be hard is because we're in a spiritual, there's a spiritual battle going on. It's a spiritual warfare that's happening here. There really are angels, loyal, faithful to God, doing his bidding, helping, ministering to the servants in the body of Christ. And there really is opposition. There really is a fallen angel who was among the cherubim, the highest ranking of angel. His name was Lucifer. He's known now as the devil, the adversary. And he has, from what we know in scripture, at least about a third of the angels went in rebellion from the very throne and presence of God with him to say, we want to be our own gods. And so they are fighting. What you see happening, when you, what the headlines you read about and all of the stress and the turmoil and the wars and the rumors of wars and the violence and people going nuts and crazy, that's only an indication. Just look, if you have eyes Look and see what's going on spiritually right now. It is, you know, all the stops are out. The devil is pulling out all the stops. He knows he has but a short time. <laughs> We've got eternity. He's only got a little bit of time and he's going down further than he is. He's going all the way down. In fact, in the middle of the tribulation period, he gets kicked out of heaven, which is amazing to me that God allows him to be in heaven, accusing us. And Jesus, how many are glad Jesus is your defender, your lawyer? who says, price already paid, dad, remember? And it's always nice when your lawyer calls the judge dad. That's always helpful as well. But he accuses it, then he gets kicked out and he comes down here. That hasn't happened yet, but it is coming. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. So many listeners have shared comments on what Pastor Ray's teachings on Maranatha Radio have meant to them. 
Pastor Ray was such a devoted servant of the Most High God and is now in the presence of his best friend and Savior, Jesus Christ. He ran the race and finished the course set before him. My love to the Bentley family and to Maranatha Ministries. Pastor Ray's teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website, www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. The images of fire, baptism, and division speak of opposition and conflict. Some people get confused and they, wow, I gave my life to the Lord. I thought everything would go you know, easily then after that. No. If there's opposition and there's conflict, that's confirmation that the Spirit of God is at work in your life. Fire speaks of judgment. And Jesus coming into the world was a judgment from heaven against sin. When Jesus talks about his baptism, he's talking about his suffering and death, which was pictured in his baptism in Jordan. Uh, you know, he, to be baptized means to be drenched, to be immersed. He's saying, I'm going to be uh, baptized in death. I'm going to pay for the sins of the whole world. And the apostles, some of them that are right here with Jesus, listening to him, they certainly received a baptism of persecution as they witnessed for Jesus Christ after Pentecost. So what am I saying? What is Jesus saying to us? The moment that you determine to be surrendered and obedient to the Lord, expect that there would be opposition from the devil. He doesn't like it. And when that comes, this is the normal Christian life. But it won't last forever. And in fact, the Lord will strengthen you and build your character and give you the ability to stand strong and to resist. And you will get so red hot on fire with the glory of the Lord that the devil will have to back away as what happened to Jesus in the wilderness in his temptation. And he just kept quoting the word, it is written, it is written, it is written. We want to get the word into us so that we not only quote it, but we're living it. And you'll get too hot to handle. The devil will go look for somebody else that's easier, an easier mark and an easier target. So it's going to bring division. And especially in a Jewish home, back originally, the gospel being preached, uh, it became so that even... Uh, historically, some Jews would say, if you say that Jesus is the Messiah, then you are dead to us. And it is true that some of the, you know, Jewish people and families, uh, for a person that is Jewish to accept Jesus as the Messiah, they hold a funeral for them. You are dead to us. You want to talk about division. Most of you will never have to face that with your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister. But Jesus said, if you are called to come and follow me, you must be willing. And you must be willing to be faithful and remain faithful even unto the end. And then the Lord said, I'll give you many other brothers, sisters, fathers, and mothers in the family of God. And, may I add, sometimes your faithfulness in those moments will result in that same father who held a funeral for you, repenting of the hardness of his heart and giving his life to Jesus as Messiah as well. Amen? Verse 54. And then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say, a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather. 
and there is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. How is it you do not know or do not discern this time? You know, this is uh, very interesting because in, in San Diego, when I wake up in the morning and I feel, I go out, you know, outside into our little courtyard, if there's a strong wind blowing from the direction of the desert, guess what we know is gonna happen? It's gonna be a Santa Ana, right? And it's gonna be warm. We know how to read the signs of our own weather and times here. Jesus is saying, why can't you read the signs of the times? The Jewish nation had all the prophecies. They had all of their scholars, all of their academics, and yet the religious leaders, most of them missed it. They had been given many prophecies that they could study and that they could watch for hundreds of years. But I say it again, the religious academics led the people astray. At the birth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, in Bethlehem, the religious scholars and the academics who studied the Bible for a living and who lived in Jerusalem, which is only seven miles away from Bethlehem, and who had the prophecy from the book of Numbers about a star that would show that a king was being born in Bethlehem. And in fact, not only they knew the answer to the story, but when the wise men came to Jerusalem saying, where is this Messiah of the Jews to be born? They told them, they told the Magi, oh, he's right down the road about seven miles. And you can go, that's where he's gonna be born in Bethlehem. So they, with you know, seven miles, they could walk that in a couple of hours. They did not travel that distance. Though they had been told, they had been prepared, they were scholars, and even when they were asked. And here's wise men who some say traveled up to two years, who traveled thousands of miles, who probably hung on to an ancient, you know, pieces and scraps of prophecies from Jeremiah and from Daniel, maybe Ezekiel, and then the prophecy that had been given by Balaam in the book of Numbers. There's a star, and they waited, and they watched. And there all of a sudden, wait, there's the star, must be a king, let's go. And they got their provisions and they traveled two years and they were there to bow down and to worship the Messiah, the King of Kings. And they brought him gifts. It's so sad because even today as the signs of the second coming of Christ are coming, those who are the scholars, who have the degrees, who have the knowledge, who have the education, who have the academic ability, for the most part, are looking at the signs of the time saying, and they're poo-pooing, ah, that's nothing, that's nothing. Those guys that are saying that this is nonsense and crazy and Bible prophecy, you gotta be nuts to believe in anything like this, they would be like the guys that 2,000 years ago on Palm Sunday, when you would walk up and you go, hey, 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 look, there he is. He's sitting on a donkey right now. It's, this is, the, this is the, what the prophet said, the king would be on a donkey. And they go, ah. Get out of here. Are you crazy? You don't take that Zechariah stuff literally, do you? They would have missed it right then, and they're missing it right now. Jesus said they could read the weather, but they could not read the signs of the times. 2,000 years later, we find things are not really that different. We today can predict the movements of the heavenly bodies. We can split the atom. We have even put a man on the moon. But there are many who are blind 
to what God is doing and the Holy Spirit is doing in this day and in this age. Be awake, be alert. I close with these final verses, 57 through 59. Jesus says, yes, and why, even of yourselves, do you not judge what is right? When you go with your adversary to the magistrate, make every effort along the way to settle with him, lest he drag you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you shall not depart from there until you have paid the very last mite. Why is Jesus switching metaphors, giving legal advice now? No, in the context of what Jesus is saying, he is saying that the nation of Israel is quite literally being dragged and marched to a day of judgment, which would happen in 70 AD. They were gonna lose, they were literally at the end of a long season where they were gonna lose everything. They were gonna lose their nation. They were gonna lose the temple. In 70 AD, they were gonna come under the judgment of God and Rome would crush them. And the judge, they're being dragged before the judge. The judge is almighty God. And yet they're not willing to make peace with God through his son who loves them, will forgive them, die for them. Jesus knew that the Roman armies were coming to destroy the city of Jerusalem. And it would only be in a matter of days, weeks, and a few years. And the temple itself lost. But he could not get the people to repent. Their debt had finally reached the size of a mountain. It reached all the way to heaven. And he's saying, if you don't let me pay your debt and trust in me, you will pay your own debt and you'll pay to the last might. And so they did. They lost everything. They lost their nation. They lost their homes. They lost their temple. They lost it all. Now, the personal application to you and I is if you know that a storm is coming, you would prepare for it. If you knew that an officer was on his way to take you to court, You'd want to get a lawyer, and you would try to settle the case out of court. So also I tell you, based upon God's word, this generation is headed for judgment. This generation is headed for a storm like the world has never seen or known before, and the judge is standing at the door. And the best place to be is standing right next to your lawyer, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, who already paid the price for our sins. James 5, 9, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Jesus said, when you see all these things begin to take place, all these prophecies, lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near, I'm at the door. If you're walking with the Lord and you're being faithful, Jesus being at the door means you get to go to heaven and rejoice and be with him in his kingdom. If you're not prepared, and you haven't accepted his blood sacrifice, then your judge is standing at the door. Which one it will be, savior or judge, is up to each individual. Multitudes in the valley of decision. Pastor Ray Bentley, with important words of warning about what's to come and how to be prepared. Great insight today here on Maranatha Radio. Now today's study is titled, Be Faithful Till He Comes. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights.
Plus, click About and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email, free of charge. And then, after 30 years on the radio and the passing of Pastor Ray Bentley in early 2022, we're approaching the end of the Maranatha radio program. We'd like to thank you, our dedicated listeners, who've joined us through the years as we've journeyed with Pastor Ray through the Bible. We'll be continuing the broadcast through the remainder of 2023, but we're excited to share that we'll have a dedicated online location to access all of Pastor Ray's content, including video, audio sermons, books, and more. Please visit raybentley.com to follow along with us but we hope you'll stay with us here on the radio through the end of the year. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.